hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. Hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is a condition that arises from a complication of diabetes mellitus. This problem is most commonly seen in type 2 diabetes. They describe patients with diabetes mellitus with profound hyperglycemia and glycosuria without the classic Kuzmal's breathing or acetone in the urine seen in diabetic ketoacidosis. The clinical condition was, was formerly called non-ketonic hyperglycemic coma, hyper, hyperosmolar hyperglycemic non-ketonic syndrome, and hyperosmolar non-ketonic coma, or HONC. Diabetes mellitus is a clinical condition associated with hyperglycemia as the main metabolic disorder. This is a result of absolute or relative deficiency of insulin. Insulin is an anaerobic anabolic hormone produced by the beta cells of the islets of Langerhans in the pancreas. The main function of the hormone is to lower the level of glucose in the blood by promoting the uptake of glucose in the adipose tissue and skeletal muscle known as glycogenesis. Insulin also inhibits the breakdown of fat in the adipose tissue known as lipolysis. The metabolic effect of insulin is countered by hormones such as glucagon and catecholamines. In type 1 diabetes, there is the autoimmune destruction of the beta cells in the pancreas. Only about 5-10% to 10 of diabetes falls in this category. The most common complication of type 1 diabetes is known as diabetic ketoacidosis. Type 2 diabetes accounts for 90% to 95% of diabetes cases and most commonly seen in patients with obesity. As a consequence of obesity and high body mass index, there is resistance of the peripheral tissue to the action of insulin. The beta cell in the pancreas continues to produce insulin, but the amount is not enough to counter the effect of the resistance at the, of the end organ to its effect. Hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is a serious and potentially fatal complication of type 2 diabetes. The mortality rate in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is as high as 20% which is about 10 times higher than the mortality seen in diabetic ketoacidosis. Clinical outcome and prognosis of hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome are determined by several factors, age, the degree of dehydration, and the presence or lack of other comorbidities. Etiology. In children and young adults with type 1 and type 2 diabetes, infectious diseases and orders and disorders of the respiratory, circulatory, and genitourinary systems can cause hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. Obesity and an incessant consumption of carbohydrate-rich beverages have led to an increase in the incidence of hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. This is particularly true of in the pediatric population. There is a disproportionately high number of African Americans, Native Americans, and Hispanics who are afflicted with hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. This may be related to a high prevalence of type 2 diabetes in these particular population groups. Hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome can be fatal in morbidly obese African American males. Pathophysiology. Hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome has sim similar pathophysiology to diabetic ketoacidosis with some mild dissimilarities. The hallmark of both conditions is the deficiency of insulin. As a consequence of the deficiency of this key hormone, there is a decrease in glucose utilization by the peripheral tissue causing hyperglycemia. The peripheral tissues enter a state of starvation. The release of counter-regulatory hormones like glucagon, growth hormone, cortisol, and catecholamines stimulates glucogenesis and glycogenolysis. This creates a system of vicious cycle where there is an increased level of glucose in the serum but decreased uptake by the peripheral tissues for, for tissue metabolism. The resultant hyperglycemia increases the serum osmolarity to a significant degree. The glucose level in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is usually above 600 milligrams per deciliter. Hyperglycemia also creates an increase in the osmotic gradient, with free water drawn out of the extravascular space due to an increased osmotic gradient. 
free water with electrolytes and glucose is lost via urinary excretion producing glycosuria causing moderate to severe dehydration. Dehydration is usually more severe in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome as compared to diabetic ketoacidosis and there's more risk for cardiovascular damage. Compared to diabetic ketoacidosis, the, produce, the production of ketone bodies is scant in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. As a result, the deficiency of insulin, there's a decrease increased lipolysis, which causes an increased release of fatty acid as an alternative energy substrate for the peripheral tissues. Beta oxidation of fatty acids produce ketone bodies, acetone and beta oxalic acid accumulation. Accumulation of these substrates produces ketonemia and acidemia. Acidemia from ketone body stimulates in the kidney to retain bicarbonate ions to neutralize the hydrogen ions. The, this accounts for the low serum bicarbonate level in diabetic ketoacidosis. In hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome, however, because insulin is being produced by the beta cells in the pancreas, the generation of ketone bodies is minimal. Insulin inhibits ketogenesis. That aside, in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome, there is a higher level of insulin with an associated lower level of glucagon. Therefore, ketonemia and acidemia, if they happen, they're very mild in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. The risk of developing cerebral edema is mostly related to how fast the serum osmolarity is decreasing. The decline is too rapid and the brain is not able to eliminate etiologic, uh, etiogenic osmoles at the same rate as the decline in serum osmolarity, then the chances of fluid moving into the brain cell and causing swelling are higher. Hence, the treatment of hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome, the goal of treatment is a slow correction of hyperglycemia. History and physical. The history and physical examination are very important in the diagnosis of hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndromes. In many incidences, there is a significant overlap in the signs and symptoms seen in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome. In the history taking and the initial assessment, particular attention should be focused on the insulin regimen, missed dosages of oral hypoglycemic agents, overconsumption of carbohydrate-rich diet, or simultaneous use of medications that can trigger hyperglycemia and cause dehydration. If an infectious process precedes hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome, signs and symptoms include fever, malaise, general weakness, tachypnea, tachycardia. If the precipitating factor is a cardiac or vascular condition, signs and symptoms will include chest pain, chest tightness, headache, dizziness, palpitations. The typical clinical presentation of patients with hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is increased urination and increased water intake. This is a result of stimulation of the third center in the brain from severe dehydration and increased serum osmolarity. Weakness, malaise, and lethargy can also be part of the complaints. Severe dehydration from hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome can also affect the skin and integumentary system. Typically, the skin and oral mucosa are dry with delayed capillary refill. The most important distinguishing factor in hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is the presence of neurological signs. Decreased cerebral blood flow from severe dry dehydration can cause focal neurological deficit, disturbance in visual acuity, delirium coma. A system-based approach is necessary in the physical exam assessment. General appearance patients with hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome are generally ill-appearing with altered mental status, cardiovascular, tachycardia, orthostatic hypotension, weakened thready pulse, respiratory. Rate can be normal, but tachypnea might be present if acidosis is found. Skin, delayed capillary refill, poor skin turgor, 
and skin tinting might not be present in severe dehydration because of obesity, genitourinary, decreased urine output, central nervous system, focal neurological deficit, lethargy with low coma score, and in severe cases, hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome, the patient might be co may be comatose. The physical exam should also focus on the comorbidities associated with diabetes mellitus. Various types of skin lesions may indicate poor glycemic control. This is particularly important if hyperosmolar hyperglycemic syndrome is the initial presentation of type 2 diabetes.